over here, East Coast, DC. Not, not in Portland. It was hot today. It was muggy. It's just humid. You it's know? just humid. Gross out though. Didn't get hit by a tornado though, Trista. We were we were at least safe in our area, so it was good. Yeah, it was a big boss that storm. Yeah. Probably could have just came into the studio to be honest with you. Don't but... say that out loud, man. Well no no, no. I mean cautious. No, I mean we were we were in an orange coat or coat orange, so glad we were safe. It's always better to be safe than sorry. That's what I uh at least was taught when I was younger. <laughs> Let's get out of it. Whatever this is, I want to get out of it. <laughs> I agree. I want to get home and watch the Jets. <laughs> you are, you are. You know what? I can imagine. Like, this has got to be something that you have just been. Yeah, it started. So, like, just, now yeah. here come all the clips. I had. Right, to, I just had to put it in the muted account. Don't. Actually. I was going to say, don't, don't, don't. So right even next start there, that next yet. to Annie Agar. There you go. Uh, Jonathan Taylor. Oh my goodness! Has actually what? left training camp now for the Colts. This is going to take. Look. Shane Steichen's coming out and saying, all right, this is part of the rehab process. If you don't see him out there, it's part of the rehab. Except when he was asked whether Jonathan Taylor is on-site or off-site, rehabbing with they're like, oh, I don't I, we no comment. We're not we're not gonna talk about that. This, this is gonna drag on for a while. I I really do believe that Jonathan Taylor is gonna dig his heels in, looking at a team that's not gonna go very far this year if you're the Colts and say, you know what? You don't want to pay me? The owner's going to come out and say what he did? Fine. I'll dig my heels in, and I won't show up. And the Colts could be an absolute disaster this season. The Colts and Raiders might end up having the two worst records in the NFL. Oh, yeah. I'm and curious like... how... Go ahead, Ryan. No, Sorry. no, go on. No, you got it. Go on. I was just going to say, like, yes, that's true. And what is the scenario where they're not? Because you said they could be a disaster. I don't know if there's a scenario that exists that they're not a disaster. I think the only way that they're not is if Jonathan Taylor's there for the entire season and he runs like he did two years ago where he ran for 1,800 yards and was in the MVP conversation. Now, they could still win, like, five games, right? Like, it doesn't mean that they're going to be a good team, but that's the best running back in the NFL two years ago. If you're bringing that back again... That keeps them away from total and complete disaster, takes a lot of pressure off Anthony Richardson, and just gives them an opportunity to at least be, like, even just say, like, semi-competitive. But if he's not there, and this is going to be something that is a distraction and players keep getting asked about it, it, which seems like the more likely scenario, this is, maybe they win three games. Maybe they only win a couple. I mean, Anthony Richardson could look like a ton of fun out there on the field, but they ain't going to win much. Yeah, and like I know how good Jonathan Taylor was a couple of years ago, and I know last year he was beat up, right? The offensive line wasn't as good. Uh wasn't very good at all, actually, for Indianapolis. But also, like, after initial contact, even, he didn't do a whole lot. He just mm. didn't really look like Jonathan Taylor. And I worry, like, I always worried when he was at Wisconsin just because of all the carries. Like, they were pretty much running him into the ground yeah. there. Um and the problem for him, I don't know what the market will be. Like, what's the market for a running back? Even a even a running back that's not even 27 years old that just led the league in rushing two years ago. I don't know what they get in return. So I don't know what ends up happening. The only thing I'd say about the Colts, the way that they don't end up being a disaster, is if Shane Steichen could put in an offensive system kind of like he did in Philadelphia for Jalen, for Anthony Richardson. I just, I don't know, man, because I go back and I watched Florida last year, and I get why you would draft Anthony Richardson. The ceiling is so high. He's got a cannon for an arm. He's so athletic. He can make every play. But he's a total project. Like, he can't read a defense. He couldn't read a defense in college. And it wasn't like Mahomes where he could roll to his left and throw a 60-yard dart. You know what I mean? Like, he can't do what Patrick Mahomes could do. He doesn't have that kind of arm talent. So I do think they're going to be pretty bad. 
um, even in a pretty bad division. So we'll see what happens. I do think that Jonathan Taylor's played his last snap there. Yeah. I just I don't know what the market is, and I don't know where he ends up. I don't know who the, wants him. The only reason I think the market's a little bit better is that he's only 24. So he's really still in that early stage where he could be looked at as a running back that's in his prime. I don't know what that means in terms of money, but it's better than what most running backs that are on the market still right now would get. Like Kareem Hunt, so he visits with the Saints today, and I think that would be a great fit. And like you I already think they have, are going to sign him too. You already I think have they are gonna sign him. Jamal Williams, who's going to get those goal line red zone touches like he did in Detroit. You need to change a pace back like a Kareem Hunt because you're going to be missing Alvin Kamara for a couple weeks. And so I think that that would be nice. But if you're Kareem Hunt, now he's going to meet with Indianapolis after that Saints visit. So now maybe if you're Kareem Hunt and you want 15 to 20 touches per game, you want to get paid. Although, man, I don't know if you're getting one more deal anyway. Maybe he ends up going to Indianapolis because at least there he's going to get the touches, thinking, hey, you know, Jonathan Taylor's out. I'll be the lead back one last time in my career. But uh, that's going to be something to monitor as well because I would love the fit for Kareem Hunt and, uh, with the Saints, but not so much with the Colts at all. Trista, what if your Cowboys go after Jonathan Taylor? You've only got a fran- one-year franchise tag on Tony Pollard. That could be a Jera move right there. Then you can run the football. Oh, baby. Now I'm all in. Now you just said something to me that has enticed me. Jonathan Taylor. Ooh, boy. Jonathan Taylor and Dak Prescott in a top five, top three defense in the NFL. Now it's time for Super Bowl aspirations. Break out the chains. It's time for glistening. Get your ring sizes ordered. Uh, Was that too much? No, listen. It's better than what it is right now. Here's the thing, though. If you're looking at Jonathan Taylor's situation... He's 24 only. Yeah, see, that's the thing. He's he's actually in a decent spot. He does have some semblance of... Like, he's got a little bit of leverage. It's not a ton, but for any running back today... Like, he asked for a trade. He's not showing up. His owner's a crazy person. He's... I mean... The problem is for him, though, dude, is he's not Christian McCaffrey. Like, the Niners gave up all of that for Christian McCaffrey because Christian McCaffrey could be, like, the second or third best wide receiver on most teams. And Jonathan Taylor just does not have that, and that's his issue. Like, a couple years ago... you wouldn't put him at that level, but you could still look at him and say, this is a guy that can be a difference maker for an offense, especially one like Dallas that would love to run the football more. And like we said... I don't know what Mike McCarthy plans on doing running the football when you don't have the you don't have the horses to actually run the ball. Oh hell yeah, Dallas, Buffalo would be a great fit. We talk oh, yeah. about this every single year. Obviously Miami, like we know what the what that offense should look like. They need a running back. We were doing it with Delvin Cook. Oh, Delvin Cook to Miami, they'd be much better there. But yeah, that's his issue, and that's why that last year at Wisconsin he wanted to catch more balls. He's like, I want more passes thrown to me out of the backfield because he knew that would improve his stock because you need to have that skill set now in the league. I think that would be the one thing that would hurt him though. Like, as far as getting moved, or hurt the Colts, I should say, as far as getting, like, you know, proper compensation back. Because I would at least want a second or third round pick. Yeah, I was just about to say, what do you think a a reasonable trade looks like? Do you get a young player back, or is it just picks? Is it is it anyone valuable? You you feel Probably. like you got to get something. Probably a third or a fourth round pick. I mean, he was a second like a conditional, round pick. like, yeah. you know. Yeah. It's only because he's 24. I don't think you get, you don't get, like, a... a big player you might get if you need like a linebacker or you know i mean he uh, might be like a four, he might not be even a fourth round pick as crazy as that sounds even though he just rushed for over 1200 yards two years ago even last year it was a down year and he was hurting he almost had 900 um and he's only 24 as crazy as it sounds though man because like 
you could just draft somebody next year. Or a lot of these teams have these rookies or these undrafted rookies. A couple of years ago, James Robinson was an undrafted rookie out of Illinois State nobody had ever heard of, and he almost led the league in rushing. And now he's, you know, he might be out of the league here soon. He's but been on three teams the, just this summer. Here's the thing that also, which normally this may not be valuable, but it's valuable in the NFL with a running back, is that he isn't on like a big contract long term. Right. So you could make this trade. Let's say you trade a third-round pick and a conditional fifth and – even give them like a linebacker or an offensive lineman, whatever the Colts think they need. is like uh, somebody just adds to the depth chart. You have Jonathan Taylor for a year, and if he doesn't give you what you're looking for production-wise, you don't have to commit to anything past this season. So there is value there where like a lot of other teams would you know want to trade for a star like in the NBA. You want two or three years. on the, If you can get a guy that's got multiple years on his contract, it's a good thing. But here, there's not even a long-term commitment. Man, it's funny how big of a mess the Colts have become, though, because... I mean, Andrew Luck, they go to an AFC championship game, and even though they lose that game, that wasn't even a good team. That He, he was just, Andrew Luck was that guy. I mean, he was going to be a Hall of Famer. He retires young, and then it was the quarterback carousel where you were just, like, digging up the corpse of Phillip Rivers and Carson Wentz, and then last year it was Matt Ryan. But that team, like, four or five years ago, had such a good defense, a top-ten defense, one of the best offensive lines in football. Didn't love the skill position players, but... I mean, it looked like they were, you know, like at least destined to win that division for a couple of years. Now, like they're going to have to probably go into a full rebuild. You have to kind of feel for Shane Steichen because he just gets this job. But if I'm him, I'm just like trade Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. I mean, he's a running back. I just got this job. I don't want these distractions right now. But the biggest distraction, unfortunately, is the guy that's running your team. <laughs> I mean, we all know. Can't change that. Yeah. Well, you can, but it's a long process. Just ask Washington. Just hanging out at practice and, yeah. his, and his boss just there. Come have a little conversation. Jonathan Taylor walks out of there and he's like, "Yeah, I want to be traded." I want I, I would love that would be a good hard knocks. Instead of like last yes. year or 2 years ago whenever the hell like we watched the final 6 games of them. Mm-hmm. I would love to see that conversation. Cuz something weird had to happen in there where he left and he was like, "No." You know, kind of like the Josh McDaniel story. You guys heard that where he was going to take Obviously, he, was, he took the Colts took job. Took the Colts job, yeah. And then yep. him and his wife, they go, they have dinner over there. Jim goes in the bathroom, doesn't come out for three and a half hours, and they were weirded out, and that's why they didn't take the job. And I didn't believe that story, but it turns out that story was Do true. Do we actually so. know what happened in that three-hour time? In the bathroom? Yeah. I'm sure he was up to no good. Three a long time, we, we, though. You know, we know what he likes to do or in the past, allegedly, and things that have been confirmed so probably nothing good and mcdaniel's wife was like no you're not going to work for this guy working with this guy we're going home and we all ripped him we're like and rightfully so he stays too but yeah that's just a mess man the colts have become one of the bigger messes in all of the nfl which is crazy because growing up every year it was the same afc title game or it was going to be either the patriots or the colts in the in the game and uh i mean even though manning only won one super bowl with them every year they were destined to win 12 games now they're a mess and I don't know if I'm sold on Anthony Richardson as a pro. We'll see. I I really just I hope they don't start him week one. That's it. Like it just just don't start this kid right away. Give him a chance. That's all that I ask. We'll see. Uh we mentioned this. I want to at least like throw this out there. I know we got a lot of time still till we get to the offseason in baseball, but ESPN ranked their top ten free agents in baseball for next season. I don't really need to 
say who's number one. I Cody think. Bellinger? Uh, yes, Cody Bellinger is number one. Not Shohei Otani, no. Yeah. Shohei Otani clearly is going to be there. After that, it's Matt Chapman, uh, Blake Snell. I don't even know how to say this guy's name from Japan. He's going to be one of the next. Yamato. Is, Yoshin, Yoshinobo, right? Yamamoto? Yoshinobu. Yamamoto. Yamamoto. Good, good job, Trista. It was better than me. Aaron Nola, Josh Hader, Eduardo Rodriguez. And then, you know, we go down the list. Cody Bellinger's actually nine there. You got Cody Bellinger. Dude, he's hitting over 300 this year with 17 jacks. He's going to make a lot of money, I Cody mean, Bellinger. There, there was a point for a while in, in free agency in baseball. Remember, it was like guys weren't getting contracts forever, and players were, like, actually filing suit. Right, they were like filing complaints yeah. with like the players association because they felt like teams were just freezing them out. I, I think a lot of this is going to be one of those things where if a team thinks they have a chance at Shohei Otani, they're not looking at anybody else. Free agency may be on hold until the Shohei Otani shoe drops. Dude, I keep hearing the Cubs like as a Cubs fan, you know, in Chicago, uh, his name keeps get brought in, get, keeps getting brought up, and people think that they have a realistic shot. He met with them obviously already. Um, I don't see it happening because I think Otani, ultimately, I hate to say this, ends up a Dodger. I think, like I've said, the sleeper team is the San Francisco Giants. Giants are out. I think Otani wants to stay on the West Coast, so I don't think the Yankees have a shot, even though they're going to throw a bunch of money mm-hmm. at them, obviously. I think it's ultimately the Dodgers, but I could see San Francisco making a huge offer because they lost out on Judge. They offered him all that money. You know, they're a good team. They're building something in San Francisco. Beautiful ballpark. You're still on the West Coast. Um but I think it's one beautiful of those manager. two, don't you guys? Yeah, beautiful manager. <laughs> Great beard. Delicious also, beard. Yeah. What about also, Seattle? Yeah, see, and I don't know if he was just like pandering because they were in Seattle, but obviously at the All-Star game, he said he spent the last two off-seasons there. Maybe the Ichiro signing ends up paying off two decades later. It too. might. I, listen, you know what he's smart to do? Make every team thinks that he wants to play for them to just drive that price up. Drive up the competition. That's it. No chance he stays with the Angels, right? Two and eight in their last ten. No. No. It it no. took it took it took almost no time for the the Angels to completely implode once again. Like it's just it really you know what it's almost sad because you watch this team decide to go all in, yeah. not trade him, and then you go well, wait maybe maybe they actually have an outside shot at sneaking into the playoffs. Maybe this is going to be one of those stories where it works out and then he stays and all. Nope, never mind. Just kidding. Uh, it's not the case at all. I'd say this is going to be the biggest offseason in baseball history when you think about it. Like, last year was huge because of Aaron Judge, right? And I thought he was going to San Francisco. But Otani is only 24 years old, man. And so whoever ends up with Otani, you're, you're, not des- like, you're not guaranteed to win a World Series or even a postseason series in the next couple of years, but you're guaranteed to make a lot of money because people are going to come to your ballpark. So it's going to be interesting. And you got guys like Matt Chapman. Blake Snell could win a Cy Young this Mm -hmm. year, and he's going to be a free agent. Cody Bellinger is hitting 317. Nice list. The Shohei Otani free agency. Man. It's going to be bigger than LeBron in 2010. I want to see what he makes. 600 mil. It might be. It's going to be over half a billion. We know that. So it's Bet MGM tonight.